Dominic, Dominic, you've asked me many a uh, strong political question before. Well, Dominic, as you might guess, I've been asked that a few times before. To those in the press who did their job and did it with professionalism, and even to some of you who are actually kind, where's Dominic? I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning, Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are a few minutes into the new day. Make it a fantastic day for yourself. So I had my booster shot, Pfizer, at 7.30 p.m. tonight in Rockland County in New City uh, at the Walgreens there. And before you knew it, the entire process was over. I didn't even feel the shot. They just said, wait 15 minutes. And of course, I waited about five. And then I left. But I start the show a little embarrassed tonight. And it's always my obligation to give you folks the best show that I can do and be professional. Tonight, I didn't know our program director, Matt Meany, was here at 11.30 tonight. And I was trying to trying to hide from everyone as I was in one of the um, side studios, and I was crying. A grown man, almost 58 years old, and I was crying. I was trying to hide it, but it didn't work. And the program director, Matt, came into the room and he gave me some Kleenex. Now, just so that you understand the backstory, all my life, I have never wanted to cry because growing up with tremendous obstacles in the Bronx, as I said in my book, I have always felt that if I started crying, I would never stop. So that's why I never, ever, 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 ever wanted to cry. So Matt, and this is our program director, it's a few minutes before air tonight, and he and I'm standing there crying like a baby. And Matt asked me what was wrong as he pushed the Kleenex over to me. And I told him, I said, Matt, the video, the video, I can't take the video. And so Matt said to me that he didn't want to see the video as he walked away. This video, so 30 minutes later, I'm okay now, and um, my obligation is to be professional at all times. So the video I referenced that had me so emotional, and it kind of almost makes me mad at myself because as journalists, we're supposed to completely remove ourselves, even on an emotional level, from a story. And nine times out of ten, you can. But tonight, I, I just couldn't because I saw myself in this man's uh, situation. The video is on Twitter. It's on, in the New York Post. 
And it's a video that shows a group of teenagers attacking a 67-year-old man during a incident that started on a bus. Now, this was at Glenwood Road and Albany Avenue um, in East Flatbush, I believe, around 2 p.m. on Monday. A group of teenagers, one of them had a hammer, beat up a 67-year-old man after a confrontation that started on the bus. Now, footage of the uh, incident, this was a B6 bus, again, in East Flatbush, and it shows the group yelling, the group of teenagers, at the older man, and uh, two women are trying to separate the teens from the 67-year-old man. And I guess the reason why I saw myself in that 67-year-old man is because I have always vowed to myself that um, I will never back down from teenagers, especially teenagers that look like me, that should have some discipline and respect for their elders. And so, you know, I'm almost uh, 58 now, so in nine years... That could be me in that type of uh, situation. So the woman, one of the women trying to defuse the situation, yells to the kids, get off the bus, get off the bus. So the, the elderly man tries to walk away in the other direction, and one of the kids throws something at him. It was a setup to get the old man upset, and it worked. And he did exactly what I would do. He got off the bus. He got off the bus, and the group surrounded, this group of teenagers surrounded this 67-year-old man. His reflexes don't match the speed of these teenage kids. They, it, 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 It was a slaughter, and they punched this old man, and he fell over a, a, uh, he fell over um he fell over some bicycles and they hit him in the head with with a hammer and and you hear the women screaming you're going to kill him you're going to kill him the suspects are still at large and the the elder victim uh, who appeared to be in a security uniform suffered a cut to the head from the hammer strike this is what it sounded like. That's what happened in um in uh, East Flatbush. And maybe maybe I'm just too personal to it because I, I could see myself easily doing exactly the same thing that the uh sixty seven 
year-old man uh, did in terms of um, responding to this situation. We are talking, obviously, what happened in Brooklyn, and I've, I've got a few others to tell you about. Uh, the Tessa Majors uh, case, uh, one of the teens pleaded guilty, the one that, alleged that st- he pleaded guilty to stabbing her, and her last words that she probably heard, the teen is quoted as saying, run, run your money. I'm run your money. I'm not. Pl- I guess run your money means give me your money. I'm not playing. Sixteen years old. Sixteen years old. And so we have to hope and pray that the new mayor and his police commissioner are effective. Whether you like Eric Adams or not, we have to hope and pray that he can get the the job done. Because, and I'm not being overdramatic, and I'm trying my best to be professional and not get emotional because that would that would not be professional. Um, I worry that when you add it all up, that society-wise, that we may be reaching the point, and I know this sounds a bit bizarre, the point of no return. We're taking your telephone calls, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Let's start with uh, Joe in Staten Island listening on the radio. Good morning, Joe. Welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Good morning, Dominic. How are you tonight? Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay, Joe. Thank you for asking. Dominic, I'm going to be 57 years old. I've been a New York City bus driver for 25 years in, on that line. And what these kids do on these buses are totally, totally outrageous that what we have to deal with. But if, that was me, if I was the old man, I would do exactly what that old man did. Yes. But Dominic, being a driver and being not a driver, I would take one of them down with me. Regard because that's the way I am. You know, you're in, you're, it's like an animal instinct just kicks in. I mean, how much can these people take anymore of these kids? Were they raised like animals? I don't understand why it's like this today. I'm with you, Joe, but um, a 67-year-old man, you know, how much How much could he could he really do, you know, to defend himself? But but I okay. but I go ahead. Do anything about this? Is the cops going to be on the buses where the transit authority have cops on these buses for these guys? No, they don't. Right, right. Well, Joe, I, I thank I mean, you. For, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead before I move on. Go ahead. I mean, I I, I see it when I used to drive going out these New York. You pull up, you see the guy walk over to a car, blow somebody away in the car. And it's like it's every day drivers getting shot at or through a bus window, getting spit, punched in the face. But what is transit actually doing? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Hmm. So it's ridiculous. It'll never, ever change with this transit authority. Never. Well, Joe, thank you. And we have to hope for the best. Let's go to Jacqueline listening on the radio in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. You have to, first of all, excuse me, I have laryngitis, but uh, I'm going to do the best I can. Okay. I haven't talked to you in a while. 
And the first thing I want to say is you have to start being concerned. I know you're a professional. You're a consummate professional, and you want to separate your emotion, and you can't get emotional when you report on incidents like this. But you have to be concerned if you stop getting emotional when you see incidents like this because that would mean that you have changed from being the wonderful human being that you are, compassionate, feeling, God-fearing man, to uh, a savage, like the savage uh, group of three that attacked this uh, this man. I think so, it was a group of five. It was five or six, uh, to my recollection. But, uh, but, but, Jacqueline, how do how do you, you know, the man was he was his pride. He could not back down, and a sixty-seven-year-old man should not back down to a group of teenagers. And so he put his hands up, but but it was he was like a slaughtered deer. And they just started punching him repeatedly. Well, he was outnumbered. I didn't even know about this story until you just uh, talked about it. And they also had a weapon or weapons, who knows how many weapons. And they thought it was funny. Yeah, and isn't it ironic? Now, you said they were men that looked like you, so I presume they were African-American young men? Yes, Okay. And the one thing I wanted to ask you, do you know if the man that they attacked was also African-American or he, was it he, not he, he looked He looked African-American, but okay. in, in between the punches and him being on the floor and, and pushed over bicycles and to end it, one of the teens running up to him and literally kicking him in his backside, I couldn't really Jacqueline tell uh, his race. And that really shouldn't even be an issue, but I was just curious because of so many of these incidents that have been occurring over the past couple of years, and unfortunately, as you always point out, when it is the case, it's usually African Americans against a white person, whether it's a man or a woman. But you know Um, what, Jacqueline, I I have to be honest with you, I'm I'm tired of of having, I'm I'm tired of having to say that. I really am. You, you know, and I, I don't, I, I don't know. It's just so many different factors that come into play, as you've and, noted. And, and Jacqueline, I, I have to say this because um, it, the people here at WABC are very, very good people, very good people. But if I'm saying this, and I'm a black man, right? Imagine what white people are saying to themselves. Well, the other thing I have to point out, I find it very interesting, and I happen to know that area because I'm, I'm, I'm in Brooklyn, not too close to it, but not too far away either. So I'm very familiar with that area and that bus route. But isn't it interesting? And you mean to tell me there were no men on that bus? Two women came yes. to the aid of that man. Isn't yes. that ironic, Dominic? Yes. Yes. That women have to stand up for other human beings, and yes. there don't seem to be any men in this society that have any spine or any backbone anymore. And it seemed like the the women had diffused the situation. They almost had the teenagers off the bus, but mm-hmm. then it was the rear door of the bus. But then it was, again, almost like a setup. They threw an item at the old man, and his pride, same thing I would have done, his pride... It was almost like five alligators, and he was a piece of steak walking into the water. That's what it was. That's what it amounted to. It's a matter of life and death at that point as well, because you don't know what these monsters uh, will do, what extent they'll go to. Right. Well, Jacqueline, I I thank you for the call, and uh, happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you. 
you too, Dominic. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, there's another incident to tell you about that involves the brother of the Bronx Borough President. We'll be right back. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Women yelling Monday as a group of teenagers attacked a uh, 67-year-old man. The incident started on the bus. The man was, um, he wouldn't back down. I wouldn't have backed down either. Um, I believe he's African-American. The kids are African-American. These kids have to have some discipline. They have to respect their elders, even if their parents or parent did not teach them that. But uh, evidently, uh, this group, uh, that did not uh, happen. Dominic Carter back with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We're going right back to the telephone calls, but another incident. So the teenager in the Tessa Majors Columbia University case, the one that uh, he pleaded guilty to stabbing her, that happened today, 16 years old. And uh, even in the Bronx, uh, in terms of the borough president is not exempt from the nonsense that is going on. So in June 2020, an alleged uh, Bloods gang member allegedly tried to kill Samuel Diaz. If you know anything about the Bronx, you know the name Diaz is big in politics. Now, at this time, Mr. Diaz was this uh, gang member's supervisor at the New York City Housing Authority. According to police, this gang member used a folding knife to stab Mr. Samuel Diaz in the back of his neck and twice in the head, yelling, you want to with my life. A career criminal with 20 prior arrests. He was charged with attempted murder in the attack on Diaz. Now, this is the brother of the Bronx borough president, the the, the victim. And the man that, that did this, you already know the next words out of my mouth. He was let out free on bail. Now, prosecutors, you already know what I'm going to say next. Prosecutors say this gang member murdered someone while awaiting trial in the Diaz case, allegedly shooting Anthony uh, Rios, uh, 38 in the head on July 25th. And so, I I mean, it's 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 and remember, politics runs. uh, 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 Reverend, uh, Diaz, Reverend Diaz Sr., uh, state senator a long time. Now he's back in the city council. This was his son. 
and the victim is also the brother of the current borough president. The man that that, uh, stabbed him let go on bail. Let's go uh, right back uh, to the telephone calls. Ed is uh, listening on the WABC app from Babylon. Good morning, Ed. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, thanks for keeping us awake and uh, telling us these things. I'm a medical professional. I'm the one that sees these people come in, and I think we have to identify and prosecute. It doesn't matter, black or white, young or old, you know, that 67-year-old might have been a Marine or, you know, someone not so well, but I understand you being upset because you're a good American, Dominic. You really are. And we want to be safe wherever we go. We really do. Right. I I, I hear you, Ed, but it, it's, to me, it's just, it's just so offensive. It is just... Oh. So offensive. The the problem yeah. stems from, from the fact that no one's teaching these kids anything. No, Nobody no, wants to say no. anything. Everybody's afraid to say something. People are afraid no. because if you say something, they may attack you. Or even worse, you'll be called a racist. And so everybody everybody tolerates their behavior. And, and, and I think the victim, I believe he's African-American. You, you should have seen in the video how disrespectful they were to this man can't imagine it's unimaginable i came from a bad high school i was attacked by seven people once my father said hit the biggest one they were all the same size right you know, but, but the problem like no no i i hear you ed but but one of them had a hammer and when oh, you're like, 67 oh, years God. old you're not oh, no. really going to be doing too much hitting of anyone no at age no. at age uh 67 no. uh, no. and so not uh, no not unless you're George Foreman and Michael Sphinx, you know. Then and, your hands and, are and, and even lighting. even those guys, I don't know if they could have um, survived this wolf pack attack. And, yes, I said wolf pack. If you got a problem yes. with folks with me saying that, you give me a Absolutely better term. Not. You know, but Absolutely but but not. thank you, thank yeah. you, Ed, for the call. And so I'm uh, I'm looking here, and I have not been able to confirm this yet, but um, uh, public advocate uh, Jamani Williams has tested positive for the coronavirus uh, with a PCR test tonight and is experiencing uh, mild symptoms while isolated at home. So the public advocate has tested positive, um, apparently, for the coronavirus. Let's see here. Let's go to Jeremiah in the Bronx. Good morning, Jeremiah. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, uh, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, First, First of all, I want to know, was that for kicks? Did they attack that man for kicks? No, no. Something apparent. There was some type of argument, some type of argument on the bus. And the, the uh-huh. women were able to defuse it. And it looks like the elderly man stood his ground and the kids were looking for a confrontation. And so the the women were able to basically push them off the bus, and they were listening as as adult figures to the women. And you hear that in the videotape. But then from outside the rear door of the bus, somebody threw something at the old man, the 67-year-old man. And he did exactly as I would have done. He promptly got off the bus because he, to confront them because he was not going to be disrespected by some little 14-year-old, whatever you want to call them. 
And the moment he got off that bus, it was like five alligators on a bloody piece of steak. Literally. Oh, man, my my goodness. I got two suggestions. There's got to be a way to make it more easier for people the age of 60 and older to be able to be armed, you know? Something easier. They don't have to be going through such a, a strict regimen, a background check. And I also suggest that people, that, that, uh, the government, city government, state government, should, uh, should somehow get some kind, of, uh, some kind of government grant to a lot of these organizations that, like the Hebrew Israelites, that can go into these neighborhoods and patrol these neighborhoods. They won't try that nonsense. With some of these organizations like ISUPK, HOI, Sakari, NoCap, S, uh, Sons of Thunder, these organizations, Hebrew Israelites, you support them, government support, and put them in some of these neighborhoods, and I'm guaranteed a lot of this nonsense will stop. They're not going to try to try to disrespect any, especially the ISUPK with the so-called General Yohanna. I'm telling you. Mm. So I, I, I would have, Jeremiah, I'm I'm not following what those groups are. I would assume that they're street or street groups with street credibility. I think they, they have a lot of credibility. Okay, okay. They're organized, especially ISUPK. A lot of these HOI, Sakari, NOCAT, uh, SLT, Sons of Thunder, these people, they're organized. They're mm-hmm. disciplined. ISUPK is very disciplined. They you, they need to hear the word, and let me tell you something. They'll get their, they'll get their people out there, and that kind of nonsense. When I mean, you're talking about black and brown, I'm brown, and I see that brown against brown. They have no respect for the elders anymore. They don't they don't have no respect for the Bible, for the elders, for religion. Maybe something something's going on. Something. I, I, I was raised as an atheist, and I'm seeing something very peculiar. Something spiritual, something negative. Good is bad, bad is good. I need this needs to be checked out. I think that well, that should that should be an attempt. Maybe well, an attempt. Well, I I thank you for the call, Jeremiah, and happy holidays uh, to you and your family. One more call before we take a break. Nassau County, listening on the radio. Denise, good morning, Denise. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. First of all, I want to say to you. You are an excellent journalist. You're unbiased, and you tell it the way it is. And we all have tremendous respect for you and look to you. But as far as being embarrassed to have the human factor, that's even more reason to respect you and admire you. No, you know what it is, Denise? You know what it is, Denise? I'm going to be completely honest with you. My my first instinct was that, uh uh-oh, Maybe it I'm getting old me. and it's time. It could be me. No, <laughs> no, 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 because, because so, so here's what I'm trying to explain. So as a journalist, you have to be able to recover funerals and you have to be able to go to lunch and act like, you know, the only thing I've never been able to cover, Denise, to be honest with you, are the funerals of, of little children. I've never, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can understand. I, I can't I can walk into the that. church or at or the funeral home and and see those little coffins. I just I can't do it. And so then another I mean, reporter uh, would would have to go out 
because we have to knock on doors when 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 a mother has just lost her child and she's hysterical and we have to try and get a reaction. And so I'm not supposed to be emotionally impacted. And so for the program director to walk in tonight and see I'm standing here crying like a baby looking at a screen. Anyway, go go ahead, Denise. I've got to take a break. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, all I want to say is that, Dominic, unless something is done, I mean drastically done, this younger generation is completely out of control. And if it doesn't stop and if we don't put pressure on the judges and keeping these people in check, put them in jail, lock them up, no of this, you know, slap on the wrist and you're out on the street again. It's unacceptable. People cannot stay locked up in these houses, Dominic. People cannot be afraid to be able to express themselves and enjoy themselves. So it's beyond, and I agree with you, unless it's put into check, and I mean soon because it's already out of control, that unless people unite and say enough is enough and put them back in their place and say, you know what, you do that, you're going to pay for it heavily. You're never, ever going to do it again. You're never going to see the light of day again. Ship them out of the country. Do whatever you have to do. Make an example. Yes, Denise. Thank you. That's the only thing that they understand. That's the only thing they understand. And that's why I say that we must return to the days of law and order. Because it is the only thing. Listen, I understand some people say, oh, sympathy and, you know, if you look at this video of this attack on this 67-year-old man, I mean, and, and they took glee in attacking someone that couldn't even defend himself, and it was five on one. Five on one. And what happens if the old man grabbed his chest and had a heart attack? What happens if the old man had a stroke? What happens if the hit in the head with the hammer killed him? Then I got to be sent out and listen to your mama tell me that you're an honor student and you don't deserve this. Give me a break. Man with us, man with us now, Dominic Carter. Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours. Dominic, I want to say, when we started calling around in uh, New York City last week to find out who would have their finger on this story, you were the person who was most often mentioned, and that's why we asked you to be with us this morning. So what do you hear? What do you know? How is this thing going to come out? No. Here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back in the Bronx, in the Bronx, the brother of the Bronx Borough President. The man that stabbed his brother was released on bail and now is charged with killing someone. One situation. The young man in the Tessa Majors uh, incident at Columbia University, 16 years old, pleaded guilty uh, today um, and told her, uh, based on his words, run your money. I'm, I'm not playing before she was stabbed to death. 
and uh, the video that's uh, on Twitter, all over Twitter, and uh, on the New York Post website, 67-year-old man attacked by a wolf pack of um, teenagers, one hitting the old man with a, with a hammer, and we are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Gina. Gina's in Brooklyn. Good morning, Gina. What's on oh, your mind? Dominic, I'm so happy I finally got through to you. I'm listening for a long time, and I really admire you. Well, thank you. Dominic, thank you. I called a couple of weeks ago because you talked about your love for the rain, and my song that I wanted to tell you that I think you'd love, too, is Date with the Rain by Eddie Kendrick. It's a great oh, dance Oh, really? Tune. Okay, okay, it's all right. It's a fucking song, and today's his birthday, so I just wanted to bring that out. Okay. Also, I taught high school uh, for 30 years, and my kids were emotionally disturbed and socially maladjusted. And, uh, you know, I never had any problem with them. I loved those kids, and I had a way about me. I was trained, and, um, and I was blessed in that field. But I was on the train three years ago, and I got assaulted by a young girl who threw my shopping cart one way and threw me the other way. And everybody on the train told me, leave it alone, leave it alone, because I wanted to take her picture. You know, um, but I know the feeling of humiliation that man went through today. And today I was in East Flatbush. What bus was he on? The B6, and this happened on Monday, on Monday. Oh, oh, Monday, okay. Well, I just wanted to say that, you know, the kids, you know, they need adults. They're looking for adults in the room, whether it's the classroom or the room at home. They need strong adults. We can't give up on our kids. Mm, mm. Hey, Gina, when um, that's what I do, that's when I, that means I'm throwing shade. When I don't have something positive to say, I'll just go, mm. That's the only way I can respond to what you just said. Because with some of these kids that are out there now, there's no hope for them. And, you know, really? my, my friends, they're going to get angry. Oh, Dominic, those kids look like you. You can't say that. You can't say that. I'm saying it because I'm telling the truth. And Gina, I'm not saying all. Most kids are in school, trying to go to school, doing good things, doing positive things. But when you are a part of a gang of about five and you have a hammer and you're all in your prime and you're teenagers and you're laughing at this 67-year-old man instead of escorting him wherever he needs to go, then whatever you got coming to you, let it so let it be let it be i i'm but, sorry go ahead gina go ahead but but dom they don't have an adult training them oh. up in the way they should go oh <laughs> gina gina i know i know you mean well i i really know you mean well but but i i have to be honest gina i am so sick of listening to that because well why why did some of us make it make it out the hood why, why, did, why did some of us make it? All right. I understand that, but I want to tell you this. Okay. A lot of the kids that I supported, mm-hmm. I respected them. Okay. And they respected me in return, and I think that's a key word. If the okay. parents don't respect themselves, I mean, this is a very deep issue. They very can't deep. Instruct them. Very deep. They can't instruct them, and they can't model. I mean, it's sad, but I... I, I Listen, I regarded all my teenage kids under 21 years old as infants. And I, and I know that when they murder people, they shouldn't be regarded as infants. But they still need to be taught. 
I don't believe that we should give up on our children. I'm sorry. I love you, Dominic. Oh, you I love you too, Gina. And I wanted, and I wanted to, I, I wanted, <laughs> I wanted yeah. to conclude uh, your call by saying thank you for uh, being an educator and helping as many young people as you humanly could. And so bless your heart and thank you. And your heart is in the right place. Thank you very much, Gina. And and you said, what? what's the name of the song, Gina, one more time? Oh, it's, it's Eddie Kendrick's song, Date with the Rain. And you know Date what? It's not, the on the top, it's not on the top 25 rain songs, and it should be. And it's a okay. cooking song. You're going to well, love thank it. Well, you, thank you, Gina. I'm, I'm not allowed to uh, sing because Curtis Sliwa tells me I'm the worst singer ever, especially on the radio. So I, I'm not allowed to sing the uh, the song about the rain that I like. But you know what, Gina? At least, at least you made me feel better. And so that that is um, that 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 is a good thing. Let's go to Rory. Rory is uh, listening on the radio in Manhattan. Good morning, Rory. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm good. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So my feeling is this. What do you think about any kid who's under 18 who commits a crime, their parent is held responsible? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've this for years. If parents had to take the responsibility of their children committing the crime and they had to go to jail, don't you think that children would be kept in line with, by their but parents? You, but you know what? But I, I take it a lot further. And, um, you know, some people... Rory may not agree with me, but it, I think it was Wisconsin that tried it for a while. I firmly believe, I really believe this at my core. Two kids on welfare. After that, you're on your own. You're on your own. Society is only going to pay for two. Because what we have now is just a factory that's at taxpayer expense. And babies are having babies and that's the best way that I can say it because I don't want to say something right now off the top of my head that would be offensive. uh, In other words, I'm trying to be political. I can't say what I, what I really want to say uh, having come from, from these communities. So I, I I have a, a very good idea of what works and what doesn't work. Here's what I can tell you. All of these uh, policies of progressives and limousine liberals, this is why mm-hmm. we're in the position that we're in now. This right. is why we're in the position that we need now. So, of course, you need to hold the parents responsible. It, that's the, that, it starts there and, you know, tough, tough sentences, going back to law and order, but thank you for the call. Let's go to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Um, I just want to say it hurt. My heart hurt for you that for you to be upset by that. And I, I couldn't even watch it, I guarantee you, because I had to turn the volume off on my phone when you played it. I couldn't even hear it. Like, mm-hmm. I see that, mm-hmm. that poor soul being set upon in that way. Mm-hmm. And I'll say... Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had an 82-year-old man up here in Brookline, Mass., right, you know, um, right, basically part of Boston. Um, and uh, he was 
you know where all, all the kids go on the highway now and the ATVs and all that, and there's like 30 of them at once and all that, and he was caught up in one of those things, and I guess he said something to the kids or something. They can't, he, and he, they were trying to come after him, and he stopped, and he was trying to ask the car beside him for help, what to do, and they came right through his window, Dominic, and they beat him, 82 years old, and he was severely, severely wounded. And um, it's heartbreaking and what is happening in our society. So I think what you had was a very normal human reaction. And um, I, I'm just, I don't know, Dominic, you know, children these days, you know, in the African-American community, why are they looking up to the thug life? Why were they taught that? Why isn't a wonderful man like you or a man like Ben Carson, both of you who came out of the projects and lifted yourself up to be such dignified honorable men, why are you not examples that these kids are looking toward? And not only that, why did they feel that they can behave that way in the middle of public? And was that in the day or night, by the way? And, broad, broad daylight. Broad daylight. Why, why do they think that that would even, that their behind wouldn't get whooped by, by adults on the street that saw them act in that way? You know what I mean? That tells you right there that they know that they think people in their community are okay with that, and there's something so wrong with that. And if I could say one last thing, please. I don't know whether or not you've heard about this, because I heard it once at 10 a.m. this morning, a quick blurb on the news, and I never heard a thing all day or night. Um, and that is about Officer Keona Hawley in Baltimore. Did you hear about her? No, but go ahead. She, uh, she's a young woman. She's been on the force two years, and uh, she was sitting in a cruiser, and um, she was ambushed from behind, shot multiple times, and uh, she got children. And um, she, all she ever wanted to be, her sister said, was an officer. And um, she's a young mom in a hospital on life support. Wow. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. I am and, really and sorry to hear would, that. I would ask that people pray for Officer Keona Hawley. And some, one of my friends told me that she is uh, an African-American woman. I'm not sure if that is true or not. But well, I, I, I have to I have to look into the case. Jennifer, I thank you uh, for the call, and um, and happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Robert now in uh, Philadelphia, the city of brotherly doing, love. Tom? Good morning, Robert. How you doing, Dominic? I'm okay. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Always doing well. Um, good. Emotion in a man is a good thing. I cannot even see a movie with little caskets in it without getting very upset. So I feel you on that. But emotion isn't a problem for a reporter in my eyes. I think of the guy that reported on the Hindenburg crash. Emotion mm -hmm. does not prevent you from putting out the facts. Bias does. And nobody does a better job at checking their bias as a journalist than you do. So well, you are you. fine. Okay? Well, thank you. That's my, very kind of you to say, Robert. Uh, I, I have no problem. Um, my second point is I think it's time, and it ties into the Crumbly case. It's time we start holding parents legally accountable for their kids, and their first run-in with the law will be the parents' warning. After that, it's got to be on them. And I think that would go a long way for two reasons. Parents now have incentive to keep their kids in check, and even them wolf-pack scumbags love their mother. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So. Let's just, you know, give it a shot and see what happens. You yeah, have a good I, night, my man. Thank you. I, I don't I don't know if they do. I really don't. But but thank you, Robert, for the call. Let's now go to um, 
Let's see. Let's go to Mark in New Jersey listening on the radio. Good morning, Mark. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Uh, in the 1980s, Bernard Getz, he was attacked by or almost attacked, and he shot them in self-defense. Yes. I think we're going to take matters in their own hands. And uh, he set the premises back in the 1980s. He went to jail for it, but he felt threatened, and he did what he thought he had to do to save his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that that indeed happened, I believe, in Philadelphia just recently. A guy goes into a pizzeria and orders a pizza, and the guy's going to make change behind the counter, and the guy just reaches over and reaches into the cash register, and uh, the 14-year-old son or nephew pulls out a gun and shoots the uh, the crime suspect in the face. Now, I, I you know... I'm not going to condone what he did, but people are tired of being victims. But now I'm concerned about the emotional impact on this 14-year-old kid that he's going to have to live with the fact that he shot someone in the face. But you're right, Mark. People, But a 65-year-old man or 67-year-old man, there's only but so much he can do to take matters into, uh, and thank you for the call, into uh, his own uh, hands. Oh, hand. I'm joined now. We're going to go back to the phone calls in just one second. Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight. Hello, good, Dominic. Good morning to you, Mr. Morano. It's good to see you. And so great show last night. Thank you. And so what do you have tonight? All right. Well, uh, we have an exciting show today. We're going to, obviously, we're both privileged to work for one of the great radio stations of all time. Yes. And we're doing a lot of stuff celebrating our 100th anniversary. And obviously, we've been a talk station for about 40 years. That's gone great. Well, the man that built WABC into the most listened-to talk station in the nation was the former program director, John Minnelli. He does not do many interviews these days, but he's going to join me at 2 o'clock to talk about the state of cable news, the state of talk radio, politics, media, where they intersect, and I'm going to try and get him to tell some stories from those days of the 80s and 90s in WABC, so I'm looking forward to that. A lot of legal issues, as we know, we're, uh, we're seeing more and more vaccine mandates. We got an email today. Today, that even our company is going to be subject to a vaccine mandate. So I'm going to talk about the Julian Assange case, what the Supreme Court's doing in abortion, and these vaccine mandates with Judge Andrew Napolitano, former New Jersey Superior Court judge and obviously somebody that was a fixture on Fox for so many years. But in the first hour, I am prepared to answer questions that the listeners have on any subject as part of the Ask Frank Anything Hour. So people should be armed with good questions. And I'm sure that they will. I uh, know I will be listening well, in. Maybe you'll call in <laughs> if you don't get your questions answered in the next four minutes. I might. Uh, this is Tony from the Bronx, so Rockland <laughs> there County. There you go. <laughs> Let's continue with the telephone calls. Dominic Carter joined by Frank Morano now. Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. Hi, What's on thank your you mind? Thank you for taking my call. I just have a question. Um, the the, the, the gentleman that was attacked. First of all, I, um, he was—he's a security guard, and I don't know what planet he's from. But you do not say anything to any youth you do not know nowhere. Period. And I'm sorry he got beat up, but it's called a matter of respect, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, I'm seventy. Wait, wait, Audrey. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Now, now, you, you, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of yours, Audrey. So you're, t- I, first of all, we don't know the facts of exactly what happened. These kids were acting up. I don't know if they did something to the man, but so you're telling me, see, that's exactly what's wrong. 
you're telling me that a 67-year-old man does not have a right to say something to a 14-year-old, 13-year-old mm-hmm. child? Not these bad behind kids these days, but I feel sorry for them. But, I, you know, I would never do it. You know, I, I grew up in Bed-Stuyvesant and started all around. But right now, Bed-Stuyvesant is one of the high um, areas that everyone wants to come into because, um, I guess, the, the brownstones. But I just look at the fact that you don't say anything, particularly to a bunch of young men that just disrespecting themselves. You know, I would never say anything. I hope he gets better. But why didn't the bus driver call the police? Well, as you know, Audrey, sometimes these things happen so fast. And so this story just broke tonight, so we don't know all the details uh, as of yet. I'm happy you got your booster. I'm going tomorrow, and I'm scared as hell. But don't don't, don't be scared, Audrey. I, I, I am. I, don't be scared. <laughs> I sat down, and, and the lady said, which arm? I said, whichever one you want to. And I didn't even feel her stick the needle in. And then she Did said, you hear "About Johnson and Johnson, that's I, the one I took." I, I, I Pfizer. I went and had the uh, Pfizer. Uh, yeah. Audrey took Johnson and Johnson, or, and you're still alive, Audrey. I can't <laughs> <Yeah>. believe it. <laughs> I'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> if we don't hear from you by tomorrow, Audrey. Well, g- give us a call and let us know how it went, Audrey. Good, good, good luck Take with care, you guys. with I your with you your know. booster. We love you too as well. Let's go to uh, April in Astoria, Frank. Good morning, April. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning to both of you. Um, what I had noticed, I live in New York City, and I take the public transportation buses and trains, and as soon as it gets the worst time of the day to get on a bus is when the uh, school gets out, either junior high school, even some elementary schools and the high schools. The kids are so rowdy, and yes. the way they talk to each other sounds yes. so out of place for adults. That if you say, hey, kids, because I've done it at times, say, kids, come on, don't talk like that, you know, you're being offensive. They look at you like, what, someone said something? I think they should have separate buses that are marked for students and separate that are the general public. And don't let the kids on, because it's almost impossible for a decent adult to sit in a bus with a bunch of, like, 20 kids in the back, and they're jumping on top of each other, making sexual jokes with the girls. The guys are cursing. Everyone's acting so rowdy that it's almost impossible for a decent person to just keep looking out the window and not pay attention without saying anything. And that's what I think probably happened. They should have separate buses for the students where they cannot get on the bus that's not marked students. You know, not a yellow school bus, but the city buses that have the kids come at, too. Because I have a business in Manhattan, and soon it gets to 2 o'clock, that's when they, they come in crowds, they get emboldened, and they start robbing, they, they grab and push. Well, April, we, we hear you. I thank you uh, for the call. I'm out of time, so it's time for me to sign off. Folks, thank you for uh, uh, joining me tonight. I'll be back again tomorrow night, midnight. Stay right where you are. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, is going to start right now right here on America's Talk Station 77 WABC.